What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, Jeremy here from Turn Me On Podcast. And uh, once again, I am all by my lonesome. Uh, my beau, my wife, my my partner in crime. She is still on her epic, epic journey um, down in through Mexico. But uh, actually, I spoke with Bridie uh, a couple of days ago. She's doing very well, and her and Todd are actually, uh, they're making their way back up, back up to Canada. Uh, a little bit earlier than they had planned, but uh, not going to lie, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I'm really, I've uh, been really missing her, and so I'm glad to know she's on her way back. And also, I, I, I'm glad for you all, because then we'll be back to our kind of normal um, every week episode where we get to sit down and shoot the shit beforehand. Um, I also, this week, I want to just say a huge, huge thank you to everyone who sent, um, uh, you know, your own version of love and support uh, after last week's episode. I know that I had mentioned Bigby wasn't doing great. Bigby, our our big muffin of a hippo dog. Um uh, and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's doing, he's doing good. Bigby's doing good. 
Um, all of those messages that came in, I, I relayed to him, gave him extra pets, extra kisses, extra treats. And um, he's on a new medication that, that he's doing really well with. So um, he's, he's a happy boy. So thank you all so much for the, for the support that you sent out. Um, let's, let's get right into it. Uh, this week, I'm really excited to, to introduce to you, if you haven't already uh, heard of them, uh, this week we sit down, Bridie and I, with a couple of new friends from our trip in LA, uh, Courtney and Sophia. Uh, they are the co-hosts of a podcast called Private Parts Unknown. And uh, it's a fucking, it's a really awesome show. I really highly, highly suggest you go download it like right now and go listen. Um, the concept of their podcast is basically it's their two best friends and they travel around the world and explore um, different cultures through the lens of, of sexuality and, and relationships. And um, I think what they're doing is incredible. Uh, they're, they're so lovely. Uh, they're very easy to fall in love with. Um, I believe currently, right now, they're in Tokyo, or maybe they've just gotten back from Tokyo. So there's going to be an episode coming up soon about that trip there. Um, but the original intention of us sitting down with Courtney and Sophia was to kind of do, uh, uh, they do an episode on us and then we do an episode on them. But it really kind of just turned into this one big mashup of us uh, in a in just like a really chill hang. And uh, a lot of this conversation that you're about to hear is is them sort of trying to navigate their way through how Bridie and I make our relationship work. So uh, essentially, this is like a a journey into the relationship of Bridie and I. And I know that we we don't typically talk about our relationship a whole lot on the show, but we get get deep, deep into it uh, with the girls on this one. So uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Um, Again, Private Parts Unknown. Private parts unknown. Go check them out. They are they really are fucking awesome. Um, and uh, and oh, one other thing, uh, we've split this episode up into two parts. So you're you're probably gonna notice that at the end of this episode, it ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, and I did that on purpose. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. We love each and every one of you. And now that Bridie is stateside again, we might be back next week with a a sort of. Uh, uh, a shorter foreplay segment uh, where we can record if she gets some internet. So anyway, love you all. Thank you all so much for your support, even while um, Bridie and I are apart. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode. See you on the other side. Um, well, as I was saying, Bridie's driving, she's driving from Halifax, uh, across Canada, then from Vancouver, came, came down here. And then, uh, when, when I leave, I flew in a couple days ago, when I leave, her and her partner are going to drive from here to Mexico. 
live there for a bit and then come back home we're in mexico baja uh nice yeah um we were there two years ago and todd's been going for like six or seven years every winter just surfing and it's a really his spot is like classic surfer spot very remote and nobody knows about it and there's no power or it's nowhere near any like town or city or electricity or running water for like a couple hours it's gonna be really fun what do you what are you wait what do you do for a shower there um, Are you well, just doing using wipes? Dip in the ocean. <laughs> Go to the bitch. sea. Come on, the ocean. Man, the ocean is dirty as fuck. Hey, you're gonna hate you this. You either get cleansed by the sea or nothing. <laughs> you don't need to leave with all your limbs. That's not, <laughs> also cannot believe you don't trust the sea. That's I pretty I, upsetting. You know what? You got it. It's a filter. Sharks and staph infection. That's what the sea is. is you're just asking for it. You'll hate that I wash my dishes in the ocean when I'm there too. <laughs> oh my oh God, God. That is extreme. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's a lot of salt. I'm sure it's fine. It's fine. I agree. I was like, I don't How is that do for your again. BV? <laughs> my, v, my BV was good. My, my BV uh, went away. Three months later, I think the two things are connected. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, maybe mm-hmm. there's a magic to the ocean. Yeah. Nice to get out of Canada in the winter, though. Oh, okay. oh fuck. Wait, is your partner the person sitting outside? Yeah, there? Todd. No, that's a ho- that, that homeless guy just got here <laughs> right? yesterday. And we just I left you the start. alley door open all <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> we got partners home. just coming in off I'm the just street. Because <laughs> you like everybody vaguely pointed <laughs> that way, but also no one introduced him. So I was like... Okay, I guess he doesn't deserve a full intro. He's just a partner. That's fine. I'll oh. I'll I'll put two and two together on my own. That's so funny. Oh man, I never know whether to include him because uh, he like for the most part we just were like you know we we try, we try to keep his personal life and privacy you know like away from the podcast and uh, and then so yeah this, now you're pointing out how awkward that is but but um, no this is my favorite I'm, on your podcast listening this. to your podcast. Todd is definitely a character. Becca is definitely Becca's, a character. Yeah. Oh yeah! It, what's really funny is we we do try to leave Todd out of it as much as possible. <laughs> Be- Becca is like Becca like will come home and be like, "You didn't talk about me on this show today." Like it's like a, it's <laughs> like a she needs to be so Becca. There you go. You can check it. You've been mentioned on this episode. Uh, Becca, I heard all about you, girl. Don't yeah, even worry. Oh no, she loves she loves being a part of the show. Even when she, when we just randomly throw her on a mic and she's like, "Oh, I haven't heard that." Oh, it's oh, yeah. it's the best because she. Ooh, you gotta. She, she's throw so me good. one of those episodes. She's so good, but she's like, <laughs> "We need the specific link for that." What, what do I say? Well, how do I do it? Todd said if we couldn't if we couldn't come up with enough guests on this trip, he he would be interviewed. Oh, I love Are that. Are you fucking kidding Can Todd me? at least sit inside? <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't even have to be interviewed, but can the man still be there? inside? Oh, my God. He, if, he's, if he is still there, he's, he's compla- contemplating I'm gonna, I'll just send him a text. Sure. <laughs> yeah, text him that he's welcome oh, inside. Oh, man. You have to invite him in like a vampire. Poor so Todd. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, the trip's been great so far. We've been in L.A. for a couple days. We've been recording a bunch um, I fucking love LA. Me too. I love the city so Isn't much. Isn't it the best? It really, honestly. Are you both from here? here? No, I've lived here for. I was just counting the other day, going on thirteen years. Which oh. I grew up in Minnesota, and I feel like this is the utopia. I was waiting. Like I knew there you was a better world this. out there, and I got here, and you I was like, it. "Baby, this is it." You don't have that Minnesotan accent. Oh, did say you, bagel. Did, did you have to like work that fucker say out? Say bagel. Or? Bag a swag. 
uh, bagel. Say bagel. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. It's a couple words, but yeah, mostly not. On You guys have light. Sorry, how do you say bagel? Bagel? Like a human being? <laughs> like a fucking normal person. Um, you guys definitely have sorried and uh, oh, a yeah. couple times since we've been here, and I was like, and a booted. I was like, adorable. Yeah. As promised, Canadian. And yeah. the guests. I feel like your guests, you always get a nice, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not in America right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's I that I I love I love trying to pick out the subtleties of out. people's accent. Mm. Yeah, pick out um, because but in Canada it does range quite a bit. Like if you're from the East Coast, it's a lot it's a lot lazier, a lot more mm-hmm. slack. Although on the West Coast it's like much more proper. You know, car instead of car. Yeah, car. Dad, so main sounding. Dad, well, you guys are in the province that's. Scottish, like Scottish, New Scotland, Nova yeah. Scotia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, can you feel the influence? I have so many questions about. Yeah. This oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anytime I've ever been over, I've never actually been to Scotland, but um, Ireland. It's like, oh, mm, like I can hear the similarities, but I also can't understand a fucking word. But even, even on even on a grander scale, it's like when we 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 took a trip to um, to Ireland together. We were that was going to be our honeymoon. Um, but we, we had to scrap that because of work, work got in the way, but we ended up going a couple of years later. And I remember as soon as we fucking landed and, and spent like any time in that oh, country, yeah. I was like, Oh, this is home. Yeah. This is where I'm from. Like I felt it was, it's also such a comfortable place. I dated an Irish guy for a while and I was like I could marry this guy yeah, <laughs> just yeah. cause the vibe and I was listening to this Kevin right no I'm not trying to fuck with you Kevin sorry just live Kevin. your life baby Kevin she's got someone <laughs> I she's, got a man she's playing with you right now okay Kevin don't fall for it <laughs> uh, tell us about your show you guys travel around we were t- I mean before the mic started um, you were saying you're you're heading to Tokyo Yes. To I I love I love the idea of travel to to explore and like root, root around and dig into the 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 cultural differences mm-hmm. um, because they are vast and they are great and you know some of my favorite shows like that's deal with that but from a sex perspective or like that's dating what's so interesting because they're so actually interconnected mm. and. I mean, even outside of sex, but uh, feminism and LGBTQ stuff, it's all... Well, we were inspired by like Anthony Bourdain, right? That's why our show is called Private Parts Unknown. Ah, okay. So it's like a takeoff on his show. And uh, basically, you know, the way that you can get to know a culture through their food, you can get to know a culture Mm -hmm. through their attitudes towards sex and love and dating and sexuality. So we basically, once we realized that like we had interviewed a lot of people in LA and we still do local interviews, but we want to get the scope of what's out there and compare and really like learn firsthand what all the differences are. So, you know, that was that kind of what inspired the podcast. I love that. Have you watched um, sex around the world? Uh, on Netflix, it's the it's like the serious Is that version, Christina right? Yeah, Amanpour. Yeah, yes. Yeah, she actually did a. I think her first episode is Tokyo. We got to rewatch that before we go. Um, yeah, I just. I mean, I want to support that in the. I want to, but it's just it's it's she's in a different generation, so I feel 
that's the only thing missing from that show mm. is do you know what i mean do i sound like a bitch right no, now? no 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 i totally get it it's, <laughs> for, it's a different audience too in terms yeah, of the content yeah, yeah, yeah. that's being like yeah yeah okay got it um sorry what show i had to step out and close uh, the gate um did you let Todd out? <laughs> Did yeah, Todd had to get pee. to go to the bathroom? <laughs> just yeah. make sure you, you bring a bag, okay? Because this is L.A. <laughs> Don't let a Todd just run wild. Oh, my God. Speaking of L.A., guys, can I just share this with you? I, I had one of the highlight moments of my fucking life yesterday. We're walking down this alleyway. And she's just like whatever. <laughs> no, not whatever. It was it was so like life changing for me. We were walking down this the alleyway to come back into the apartment after like a walk down in Venice. And there's this older couple, and they stop because their dog's taking a shit. And the guy takes out a bag to pick up the dog shit. And I'm standing there. I'm about to walk by him, and I just look and I go, "Holy fuck!" And he looks at me, and I go, "You're Stone Cold Steve Austin." And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." And I, with a dog bag in his hand and I just reached my hand out to shake his hand and awkwardly waited for like what felt like five minutes for him to take the sh- dog shit bag oh. off his hand to shake my hand. <laughs> Todd stood to you such dog. a tool. Why did you want to touch him? Because he was my childhood hero. Like I like re- pro wrestling when I was growing up was like. I mean, that's all we have up yeah, in Atlantic fig- Canada. We don't we don't had, get much up there. You had figurines <laughs> oh, in the hole. Are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely. I had the pillow. Like, I, I slept on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> you should have told him that. Oh, that's what you should have led with. I, exactly. <laughs> I could, after that, I shook his hand. I just went, thank you. And I just could I had thank to get the fuck You, I you cuddled up against his chest. <laughs> you were like, ah, <laughs> cradle was, me. Yeah, turn to his Stone wife. cold, I cradle me. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway. Good for you. That is, that. That LA's cool in that way. It is I, I qu- feel like everyone that comes here for a couple days gets a story like that, and I just live my life, and I don't see that many cool people. I see people all the time. Actually, today, when we were at Barney's, because it's going out of business, and Max Barney's? was like, like I'm going to buy the entire store. Like Barney's the suit store? Barney's, like the, the Barney's New York, the very fancy. Yeah, like, like a clothing store, right? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, you're at Barney's. Yeah. No shit, you're going to see somebody. No, 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 but you don't understand what Barney's looks like right now. It's 70 to 80% off and the ceiling is literally falling down (laughs) and the people look shell shocked who work there. They're like, this is too much. Because what they are doing is ever since they announced that the store is closing every week, they've been discounting the merch five more percent. And now they've reached like almost rock bottom prices. So people are just running wild at Barney's and stealing shit and just like, Picking up people's bags whoa. full of Barney's stuff that they put down for a second and just walking out with them. Whoa. Yeah, it is so wild at Barney's right now. It is so funny. That's is, hilarious. Is Barney's like typically like pretty But anyway, expensive? I saw Kristen Chenoweth and she was like, sorry, while she elbowed me out of the way to get a hat. And I was like, this is so tight. No That's makeup. So we were all both wearing like exercise clothes. I was like, this is awesome. How, I didn't catch. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Ukraine. Ukraine. Okay. I moved here when I was 11 to LA and yeah. then... Um, I lived here and then went to college in D.C., lived in Maine and in Philly a little bit. And then I've been back right, okay. here for a while. Yeah. How, how what's how is dating? How have you both? This is like a two part question, I guess. How is dating like how is dating different here in L.A. versus Minnesota or how is dating different oh here God. in L.A. versus D.C.? Well, I'll go first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what's up, Courtney, guys? Um, <laughs> no, I uh, I was. 23 when I moved from Minnesota 
and I'm from a small town. I lived in Minneapolis like right before I moved out to LA, but most of my time in Minnesota, I was in a teeny tiny town of 4,000 people. That's being generous. Um, so they just date each other in that town. Yeah, that's they real just, small. Yeah, you got to be careful Slim if it's a cousin or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you really got to know. <laughs> you know, country shit. <laughs> What's that? There's an app I know. for that. Um, th- is, is there an farmers app for that? Only? No, 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 no. In no. Iceland. They're, yeah, in Iceland. Yeah. They, they have an app that it's like, oh, I'm going to date oh, yeah, like Flug. Well, I got to check out to see if me and him are uh, share blood. And so it's like a, it's kind <laughs> of like a, it's like, it, like Ancestry.com and Tinder fucked and made this app. And it's like, you just input your that's so Your funny family tree and it's like oh yeah no we can fuck it's good and then if you have like a, like a little ancestral kind of fetish going on that's also good yeah you're like oh you're i like, know exactly who my it. targets are yeah 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 totally you know? which is big these days we just talked to holly randall and that's the that's the cl- that's that's the clicky stuff people love their oh we love incest they're faux you're talking to two people Courtney and i obsessively read about incest we're very fascinated with it and, it is fascinating and also the people that meet uh, you know if you haven't That's, met this is our favorite part of this it this is our favorite part of this fetish uh the when you meet your father or mother or whatever and you don't know as that an adult them. and you didn't grow up with them and you don't have the aversion mm-hmm. built in like yeah. fuck oh this person's my parent you're like oh they're so similar to me in kind of a sexy way yeah and that you get is- attracted to them and fall in love and sometimes then you find out oh my god i'm related to this person and then a lot of times they can't un fall out of love yeah, oh and, and like, sometimes it happens when you know you're meeting your dad for the first mm-hmm. time or whatever and then Whoa. you s- embark on this romantic relationship it's, yeah it's Whoa. crazy this happens and it, it's just how we were wired because you're like you like the people you're related to you know yeah that's funny because i i often ask i've asked this question uh a lot I've, you know i ask this question on dates a lot jesus christ Maybe this says something about me, but I asked this question where I go, do you think that if you didn't know your dad or you didn't know your brother or you didn't know your mom oh, man. and then you met them outside of that, like, do you think you'd be friends? But now I'm going to start going, do you think if you would met you your- Would you fuck them? <laughs> would you yeah, fuck yeah. your- Yeah, the question has changed. It's now- I've never met my dad. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Men of a certain age don't come near me. Oh my <laughs> Probably my dad. I know. Also, <laughs> my father is quite attractive. Oh my God, your dad is totally hot. <laughs> In a way that if I didn't know that that was my dad, I'd pro- I don't know. Yeah. I can't trust myself. He's very boyish looking. <laughs> oh God. Isn't it funny? His parents run a lot, so they're like in really good shape. Oh, that's good. That must I be nice having parents that are like healthy and not that my parents aren't healthy. They're, they're great, but. When I was growing up, the kids at school would tease me and be like yeah do your parents go out and run on the country roads and then they run down into the field and then they fuck each other that was like this extended fantasy that an entire classroom would partake in and i'd just be like, like that's I how i got you guys. Here. Yeah. what's yeah. what's funny is like i hope so because that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Funny how that instinct works in the opposite too. Like Esther Perel will say, once you're in a long-term relationship with someone, they become like family. Yes. And then you can like, you can fuck with your desire for them because we we just feel that that within the family is not appropriate. Mm-hmm. I fucked. think that I've, I, I hate that. I hate it too. I kind of struggle with that, f- frankly, in my own at the more the longer that I'm with someone and I'm with my current partner the longest that I've been with any person they do become familial to you and it is like I don't know well there's just like deal breakers I'm like okay you have to not like blow your nose so intensely near me because it makes me want to die and I'd like to eventually blow you again you know it's gonna take like three days for my skin to uncrawl itself yeah like shit like that where I'm like please that's so unsexy or like literally scratching your balls for like five minutes I'm like (laughs) Yeah, a no, couple, a couple seconds. Good. Yeah, no. Sure, whatever. It's, yeah. It's that stuff. But it's also him acting like my dad sometimes where he'll be like, did you do the tire thing? And I'm like, shut up, dad. That's just, <laughs> that's just a fucking boyfriend thing. They love saying shit like that. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. They'll always be like, oh, did you pay that bill? I'm like, I'm not up your ass about your fucking bills. I know. Get out of here. I do that all the time. <laughs> you hassle her? That, that, no, well, I, you know what? I've learned. Not with her. I do it with Becca a lot, though. You don't do it with me because I did it to you and you were like, I fucking hate that. And now you do it to your girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. This is fucking true. That's Dude. amazing. Okay, we it's have a circle of pain. Let's yeah. dig into the their dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have so yeah. many questions yeah, let's do it. about everything. Okay, so what I know, I know you guys got together in theater school, right? Mm -hmm. In college, you were both studying acting. I know that you're married, but I don't know about the origin of how you guys got into polyamory and the whole thing. So shall I give the... And I'm sorry to bring this up again, but Todd... Yeah, I really just want to know a little more about Todd. <laughs> you want to? We're more gonna about get that? there, but first, let's hear about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Let's not forget. Do you want the short version or the long version? Long yeah. version. Do you yeah. hear me? Uh, oh, oh, fuck <laughs> off. Uh, I, th- I feel like we both have d- uh, slightly different versions of that's this. True. Ooh, that's, that's good. True. Okay. Yeah, because my version is that I recall a moment uh, where we were we had just maybe just finished having sex or we were laying in bed and. Uh, you had said to me that you understood that I had a, a a pretty like high sex drive. I was I was horny all the time, down to fuck every moment of every day. All I wanted was sex, 
And you were in a position where you felt like your sex drive, your libido wasn't like matching mine. Um, it wasn't as like dire for you to, to have as much sex. And we, I think like we had both felt like that was a, like we were both feeling that like that was a, there was a bit of a disconnect there. How long into your relationship? Uh, this is pretty early. This is like maybe a year and a half into the relationship. And, um, but about the time where that, whoa, you're okay, little bub. You're okay, Rose. Um, it was, it was early, it was early in to the relationship, but, uh, we, yeah. So, so I, I recall, um, this is so distracting. No, we'll get him to sit down and then you can just, just, just let her, just let her fucking walk around and then. Good girl. Oh, good. Yeah, good job. You're so pretty. She somehow makes it into every every episode. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, so Brady, we had both known this that this was like kind of a thing, or it was becoming a thing. And you had said to me, um, "Listen, if if you ever feel like you are not getting what you need from me, I am totally cool and okay if you need to find that elsewhere." So if you feel like you're you're not getting enough sex, like maybe like go get sex from somebody else, and that's cool with me. And I just remember her saying that and going, whoa, 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 N- fuck no, no, because had you ever done that in a relationship before? No, nope. no, and it was like no, 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 because I know how this works. It's a two way street. If I start doing that, then that means you can do that, and I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about that. F- fuck this. And kind of like pushed it away. But the seed had been planted. And Bridie is very, uh, whether she knows it or not, is very good at inception. And so that seed started to slowly but surely grow. And that conversation piece would come back to the table every couple of months. But also around that time, our sexual, our sexual relationship was, was starting to evolve and change. You know, we were like talking about threesomes or talking about um, going, there was like a sex club, like right down the street from where I lived. And we like those types of things started to like creep into our sexual relationship, which also just opened up more opportunity for that same conversation to come back into play. And also just for context and all of this, this wasn't part of anything I or you, I think knew was happening before. No. Like this was like a very strange, it felt like a very strange idea and like I had never seen a model of, of polyamory before or open relation before or sex clubs before. Heard of, like obviously heard of threesomes but I'm from a really small town as well and like didn't grow up with, was just, you know, I was too busy doing theater to have a question have though, if you, when you offered or said to him, you can go and if you need to get sex elsewhere, do that. When you said that, did you in your head have an idea of what that meant? Were you like, okay, just like if he just fucks women and they're like one time deals or uh, he can fuck someone and fuck them repeatedly? Did you have rules in your head? Did you have an idea of what that would look like? No. So the first time I brought it up, it was very much a surprise to me as well. Like I didn't even... um, 
I, I don't even think I was thinking about myself wanting other sexual partners, but I had been in like consecutive monogamous relationships where I was mm. um, just like cheating on, cheating on my boyfriend, mm. like making out with other people and like having feelings for other people and like just being, you know, what I felt like was like totally boy crazy. And I, and I didn't know how to, I think I was worried that that was just going to happen in our relationship mm. or that we would get to that point in a long-term relationship where we didn't want to have sex with each other anymore or whatever it was. And I, I think there was a part of, I think that initial offer on the table came of a place of like fear of like, I don't want to repeat what I've already experienced. So there has to be something that's going to intercept this like right. uh, cycle or this like habit that I have. Good and for you, because it wasn't even part of the cultural conversation or the zeitgeist even it's a very like five years thing. ago. Oh, yeah. dude, like I don't even think I knew what the... Like if you'd said polyamory to me back then, I would have been like, yes, multiple wives. Totally. Mormonism, sure, sure, sure. I remember the conversation and we were mid-fight. Like it came from a like, just get the fuck off my back. That's how I felt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That doesn't surprise that me. That is a yeah. totally yeah. different interpretation. It yeah. is what you promised. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And well, but, but so again, but that's just one piece of it. Because I think there are like, like many things, like when you think, when you, when you look at this kind of stuff in retrospect, like you start to see all these other elements to your life that play a factor into it. And, and I do, I do think that um, another, another big part of it in terms of like where we've ended up now, where we've ended up today and like how we've gotten to where we are, I think a big part of it is also the fact that I live with a life shortening illness, mm-hmm. right? So like my life expectancy is, is much shorter than your average person. I live with cystic fibrosis. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, that has dictated, that's played a massive role in the way that I go through my life day to day. Um, and so I, th- I think there's like part of that. I, I know that there's part of that fact that has kind of like maybe allowed me to wrap my head around the idea a little easier or like, or. Um, because there's no permanence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. You don't want to have regrets whenever you go. Exactly. And, it, and, and, uh, uh, you know, my first, my, I lost my virginity to Katie McCullough in grade 11 and her Shout and out I, Katie, Katie what, what's up, girl? I love you. Good and, job for taking and, that V card, Katie. Yeah, she, yeah, she nailed it. Uh, and and I was madly in love with her, and and stayed with her until I met Bridie, and then left her for Bridie, and then stayed with Bridie, and I, and I never had the, I never had the like, oh, go go be a slut, go like enjoy single mm-hmm. life. Like I didn't, I didn't even know if I if I had that in me. And so having that piece of on the table, like of going, yeah, go ahead and go get what you need if you need it. And then thinking, fuck, man, I'm 25 and I think I'm going to die in five years. What am I? What am I? I'm married. What did I do? Like, what what the fuck was I thinking? Like, I got to I got to live my life. So, you know, I think that definitely played a role as well um, in my own personal life, like of, of how I. I don't want to say justified it because that makes it sound like I'm trying to make it like it's something bad. Yeah, but because it's not. it wasn't bad, but it but it was a way that my brain justified um, allowing yourself to go there. Yeah, wrapping my head around it and going, hey, yeah, you know what? This is this isn't the scariest thing on the fucking planet, which I thought it was when you first brought it up. You know, mm. um, there's some there's a lot to be gained here. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to take from this. 
Um, yeah. And and I don't know if like the way you just explained it made it seem like we were married when this conversation no, happened. No, no. Yeah, no. But um, but we didn't actually open the relationship for probably another five years after that conversation. Yeah. So what's the oh, timeline? Wow. You guys got together. You were in your very early twenties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like a year and a half later, you had this conversation where it was maybe. And then how long did that idea incubate? Like you, f- five years? Yeah, like five years. And when yeah. did you get married? 2011. So yeah. we met in 2007. And then we were a thing by 2008. And then, yeah, and then we got married in 2011. Got engaged so, in 2010. So it would have been, you know, like... Around that two, 2009 yeah. t- conversation. And then yeah. we opened a things up in 2015. Um, yeah. But we had the conversation. Wow, like, babe, you're really good with the dates there. Uh-huh. That's a, Yeah, I could never do that. No, me neither. Yeah. About your own life, you guys? No. About my own life, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, either three to seven years ago, I don't yeah, really know. Same. It's but. just will. It's just the will to remember. You go, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here until I can recall yeah, my no, life. I literally got to go, all right, we got married. There was 11 was a big part of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah two thousand. There are 10 years in a yeah. decade. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, then we, we just kept we started talking about the specifics of how it would work, whether it would work over the next five years. And then one day it was just the right time. So yeah. we did it. So and we did, did write you... a contract. Yeah. Oh, That's, okay. Yeah. Tell us about, so g- taking the leap from just talking about it to it becoming a thing. I think the puppy wants to go outside. Yeah, Rose just, you want to go outside? You fucking. He's like, let me talk to Todd. Sweet girl. Oh, you miss Todd. That's sweet. Um, Sorry, what was the question? Mm, the contract? Yeah, just what was what what was it like when you first opened it up? How did you decide on rules? I mean, did it evolve? Yeah, the way. So, what's really interesting is that we we didn't, and you kind of touched on this. We didn't have um, a model to go off of. We didn't have any. None of our peers really. I knew one guy who was like, "I'm polyamorous," and I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> Um, but like he, he, I, I only kind of knew him and he lived in, you know, he lived in Montreal. Like, so we didn't have anyone close to us that we could kind of talk to about it. And we, we, we really pioneered our own way through it. Like we just kind of talked a lot about how we wanted to do it. We, we were, we were reading similar books. Like we were just kind of doing our own research and trying to figure out what to do. Now, what we did in in hindsight i don't i don't know if i would like recommend fully we we wrote out a contract and i was was like this was a really great idea and then later on as we as as our relationship you know evolved and morphed and turned into what it is now and started with this podcast we we were talking about the contract and and i remember someone reaching out emailing us going like there's a lot of there's a lot of issues with like that your like your contract and also contracts in general, because here are some things you might not have thought about. And mm-hmm. some of those things were like not really considering the person on the outside of mm-hmm. of our agreement that I never really thought of. So like there were parts of the contract that I'm like, oh yeah, maybe that wasn't the maybe that wasn't the greatest overall. But it did really work for us in terms of being very clear in setting 
you know, ground rules of what we are comfortable with, what we're not comfortable with? I, I don't, I, th- I, f- I feel weird even about, um, okay, there's so many things that I have to say about that, but. Uh, you disagree with me? I think, I do, I disagree with you. I mean, it. it might not be for everybody, but I do think that we walk around the world in our relationships with this like set of expectations we have of the other person and we never express them. And then we're constantly getting disappointed by the other person because they're not living up to our expectations, but we never actually told them what our expectations were. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is really, first of all, because we, this was before we read any books on the subject and we didn't have a vocabulary to, we had read sex at dawn. Like, like we didn't read books on the topic of polyamory, but we had read, we had read some stuff on. You read a book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you and, I read and you had read. Don't worry, we still think yeah. you're smart. It's fine. Yeah, we we had we had read we had read things about you know non monogamy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you're right. We we didn't we we like we hadn't read more than two or like you know those books that that yeah. like are the are the encyclopedia of of consensual non-monogamy yeah more of a manual yeah and also my other beef with that is just like when you get married nobody tells you or some people will probably tell you but nobody told me and maybe this is going to sound really like mm, like angry but i feel a lot of freedom in recognizing it it's it's a business partnership if you're you're Mm. financially attached to each other so if you have a problem creating a a a contract for those kinds of expectations and things like that then don't get married like there's a there's an un like unspoken contract i think it was a surprise to me it's like you get married and someone goes and by the way here's what you just agreed to and i think for us in how things developed it was like oh um I, i wasn't aware no, we didn't like there's no education in marriage. So now that we know what we've actually signed up for, how are we going to make this a reflection of our relationship? Mm-hmm. That's not just about like <laughs> what is expected and what the norms are because we don't fit into that box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, but would you not agree that like there were, there were parts of that, of the contract or, or yeah, parts of the contract that like, led to conflict just because of the inherently the way that like the way that things would go with with something like a contract you know what i mean it's like something in the contract that like might need to morph or or shift or evolve um but because it's in words in this way when that thing comes up then it has to be a living, breathing document, yes. like, much like the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, which it, which it very much was. Yeah, absolutely. Like on the daily, as yeah. we realize, like, oh, that's not a thing that actually happens in this situation, but this other thing is a huge is. issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I guess about other people, like where there was def- definitely collateral damage along yeah. the way because um other people were involved and we were learning yeah. but i think that's gonna happen regardless or how you have yeah. relationships yeah. with people no yeah you're that's a good point you're right i think it's totally valid the thing of or the point of we don't always express or we rarely express our expectations to our partners <laughs> they're just supposed to magically know yeah. and everybody's expectations are different yeah and it's just mm. 
Um, can you give us some details about like specific, like, is it easier for you to know like about the person in the beginning, like how long until you tell your partner mm-hmm. when well, you meet somebody? Well, wait, wait, wanna... wait, wait. First, I want to know what were your rules starting out, right? Yeah, Did we talk about those? They I don't were, think so. I mean, like, er, like starting out, starting out, starting out, they were... In the contract. They, yeah. Oh, what in was the contract, in the contract itself. Uh, there was like, there were things like... Um, uh, if we meet someone and and we're like uh, intending to you know take that somewhere, then they one hundred percent have to know about about our you know like if I met someone they have to know about Bridie mm-hmm. they have to know she exists. Um, things like if there was ever any kind of discussion with that person where they start alluding to like you leaving their partner or whatever, like that's like a n- no go. Um, uh, no sleepovers was like one thing um for yeah. you sleeping over at their place or them just sleeping period both? oh yeah. yeah either way yeah mm-hmm. and like that that's one of those things that evolved that over time evolved over time and it's also one of those things that i i look i look at now and i go oh, that's kind of a shitty thing that we put in there but i guess it, it makes sense but i look at it I, I guess i'm looking at it from the perspective of where we are now well it's about it's about building trust yeah right mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like that that's where the value was like step by step by step easing into it in such a way that mm. everybody feels well the couple feels safe yeah. i guess yeah and some couples i mean you definitely get the gamut i think listening to your show but some couples never go past the sleeping you know no sleepovers mm. stage yeah. it's just whatever works for for you yeah exactly yeah yeah it's different for everyone yeah. uh what were some of the other rules though uh, no talking about our intramarital, um, like complaining about each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's, That's really one. smart. Yeah. You're like, don't yeah. shade me when you go out with your, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. yeah, you can't like make the new person, everything good and the old person, everything bad. Cause uh-huh. not only is that not true, but it'll like totally wreck it'll your actual perception mm-hmm. of yeah. the relationship. But, but again, that's another rule that, that definitely evolved and changed. Like, I mean, didn't even evolve. It just kind of disappeared. You know? Yeah, that's true because I counsel you on your relationship with your girlfriend. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we vent to each other mm-hmm. about, and you know, I I definitely vent to Becca sometimes when when I'm when, pissing you yeah, off. When you piss me off, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen. Very but I mean, often. what's really funny is when that shit happens when they're when they're at the house. Yeah, you know, like when Becca's home and then you and I get in a fight, or when you're home and Becca and I get in a fight. Uh-huh. That shit always makes me laugh. And you guys also li- live with. You have roommates that aren't partners as well, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And yeah. Becca lives with you guys? No, no. no. So Becca has her own place. Well, actually, now Becca Becca moved to Yellowknife, so she lives in, she lives like in on the North Pole um, <laughs> for the next year. Oh my! To do what? She's a nurse, so she's doing travel nursing. So she went up there to just make a bunch of money. Good for um, her. Go, gone up for she, she's technically she's actually up there for like a year and a half. Um, so she left, uh, like a week ago. So she, but she didn't, she lives, she has her own place. Um, we share a home and Todd has his own place. Um, and then we also have at our house, we have a couple of roommates. Yeah. Gotcha. So how do Todd and Becca fit into your like daily lives? Um, Uh, well, Todd and I are currently 
that our our daily lives every day for the next yeah, few months a, are in pretty intertwined. House on wheels. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and <coughs> how about when you're not in a van? Yeah. <laughs> traveling. So it's uh, we 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 see. I mean, we see a lot of each other just in general. You know, it's uh, a, a typical day could be me coming home from Becca's house to find Bridie working, and Rose is at the house, and the dog. And Todd, yeah, the dog, Todd and Bridie's dog, and then Todd comes to hang out for a bit and they make dinner at the house and I Becca comes over we all hang out for a bit have some drinks maybe we go to a movie we invite Brian and Todd and they're like yeah we haven't seen that movie yet we all go together it's it's a very like amicable family you know um yeah our house is kind of a bit of a hub for it out all yeah the, like, yeah becca has a dog our... as well so like her dog's always at the fucking house we have a dog <laughs> so like it's just there a, are three dogs three for dogs. every three partnership dogs, yeah. has a dog yeah. that's yeah. so that's cute adorable it's pre- and they all love each other they're mm-hmm. all like yeah best friends yeah um yeah it's a pretty sweet little little setup do becca and todd have other partners becca does yeah becca does todd doesn't you guys you guys have kind of closed things off yeah like, you guys are monogamish yeah whereas becca and i Becca and I see other people. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. we were talking about money just a, a minute ago because you guys are married and that's part of the deal. Um, how does that work? I mean, is it, does it ever get weird because there's an extra person that you kind of have to think about financially or people? Well, I think uh, when we open things up, uh, there was a, a brief period of time where um, we continued on as normal, like pool, we pooling all of our resources, like in that particular structure of sharing finances. <laughs> and then uh, and then after a little bit, I was like, OK, m- you know, my version of dating is like, let's go for a hike. Let's like, you know, walk dogs. Let's, you know, whatever. And Jeremy's Free like shit. soup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and Jeremy's like, wants to go out and like buy you to the restaurants and to the bars and like movies and shit like that. Yeah. And yeah. That's and so awesome. I was like, I'm not going to pay for your dates anymore. And you're, yeah. you know, you're not going to pay for mine. So it makes sense. Cause you're a cheap date. Right. And he's an expensive date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we split our finances and that's been the, that's been, I, you know, I, if I was going to give advice to like people getting married, depending on what their goals are together, I'd be like, keep your finances separate. Yeah. Have, uh, go in, you know, go in on things together. And like we, we split those finances in a very, like in a very business kind of way. It's like, okay, Jeremy, you utilize the car more often than, than Bridie. So you make the car payments mm-hmm. and you know, big B is a big expense every month. So, you know, Bridie will take the cost of big B and you know, rent is like a, any of our shared expenses are divided in yeah. half, but we each just take different yeah. bills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that works. And that it works. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. yeah, it works. Great. Yeah. 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 And then we share, we do have a shared bank account still where it's just yeah. like for things like this, mm-hmm. we, we go in equally. What's, yeah. What's really funny about that though. And I've, I haven't thought of it. Like no one's asked us that, it is a, which is a good question. And, and I haven't put much thought into it because I try not to think about 
Money? Money, because I, 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 I hate it. <laughs> I know, I, I know. It's, it's always so awkward and horrible. Yeah. And if you grow poor, it's just, it's just uh, a source of yeah. being nervous. Just, and being it, an like, artist, you're uh, like, I don't know. I can't yeah. even think about that. It's not part of the equation. Like, does anyone have soup? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when we, so we, we end up splitting our finances. And when, when we did that, it was like there was this this sense of... Um, this sense of like independence and comfort that comes with knowing like, okay, yeah, all right, this is like mine. And I know that I know what I can do with this and I know what I can't do with this. And, and so I got really, I got really into that because, because I don't like to think about money before this moment. It was, it really was like, all right, you handle it. Yeah. It was my role. This is your fucking deal. All right. So now that I have this thing that's mine, I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. I got control over this. (laughs) Then I started dating Becca and I'm like, "Mm -hmm, our fun. We don't have like, we don't share finances. That's cool. You have your place. You have your dog. I have my shit, but we hang out. And then, you know, then deep into our relationship, she's like, can we start? (laughs) Becca's like, can we start like, just like, just, splitting everything like evenly and 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 i'm like right what she's like can we like can like can we do a thing where it's like you know instead of asking for split bills we just get a bill together and it's like you pay it sometimes and i paid sometimes and i fully went on to like full fucking panic mode was like (laughs) i don't know if i can hand i I, we gotta break (laughs) we gotta break up i can't i can't fucking handle this how long have you been together uh becca and i have been together three years you and I have been together for ten or eleven. 11? Yeah. And how about you and Todd? Uh, three years too. Yeah. Oh, we, did we, you meet around the same time? Around yeah. the same time, yeah, like a, a few months apart, I would say. Hang on though, what did you do about the bills? Did you just decide One, to wait, so unclench your asshole? <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. She was real. She was really adamant uh, that we try it, and I went fine, and we tried it, and it's. I was actually quite nice. Great. Yeah. So yeah. So there's the. It's like a look at old Jeremy going with the flow. That's it, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's like I'm just. I'm. I'm. A, I'm an evolving human. I'm not. Uh, my asshole might be tight, but it's not that tight. <laughs> there's room. Oh, I got something I want to talk to you about. So all you, I have is rude personal questions. <laughs> yeah, oh, girl, I'll, you're I'll gonna love, love this next question. Okay, great. Jeremy loves. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> male, male, female threesomes. Ah, no. Um, I've never had one. Uh, Did I read that wrong? Do you love, I, 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 you I've never that. had one either, but I'm down. Was that not in an article that I read about you? Did it's, I get that wrong? It was, it's, it's something that I've thought about a fuckload. And I'm, I'm, I'm super down to do it. But it's got to be the right guy. And if I am going to go that route... I, I would much rather not do it where it's like, it's like me and my buddy, like spit roast high five. We're going <laughs> to share this chick. Like if I'm going to do this, I want to, I want to, you, he better be cool with me doing dick stuff, doing dick stuff with him. You know, yeah. like I, like I want this to be a shared experience with all three of us, but I'm, uh, you guys just did an episode on the Kinsey Institute yeah. uh-huh. and, the, and the museum. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever heard of the Kinsey scale, I was like, mm, I'm on that scale somewhere. I'm definitely on that scale somewhere. What and I'm not, it's not a zero. I know I'm not a zero. So we had James Cantor on my other podcast, Sick Boy, who is a, a sexual psychologist and uh, and also a gay male, which which actually like plays pretty big into his story about what he focuses on. Um, 
but we, when we finished the recording, he's, he, I don't think he was ready for what was coming at him because he was sitting down with three like fucking bros that are just like all about dick jokes. And he's this like very professional, um, uh, doctor who's like, Jesus Christ. What a, like an upscale gay man. What did, oh yeah. Oh yeah, for Mm. sure. And he was like, what did I, why did I show up here? Why did I sign up for this? He, he, we're now like best friends. He, he loves us. But, when the recording was over, he was about to leave and I go, oh, wait, James, can you just like, can you give us 10 more minutes and uh, hit record again? And and we were like, we're trying to figure out how gay Jeremy is. And you can see <laughs> like the fucking color drain from his face. But we were like, okay, where would, if Jeremy was on the Kinsey scale, where, where would he fall? And so he, he straight up was like, all right, well, do you jerk off to the thought of other men? And I'm like, no, I haven't. He's like, do you think you could? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe I could. I haven't tried it. I'll, maybe I'll try it. And he's just like asking all these questions. And I think by the end of it, he was like, mm, you like it too. And I was like, yeah, all right, that's, I'm on the scale. That's yeah, it. yeah. The guys are like, we're zero. You're in the game. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the game. So I've been trying to like, I don't know, you know, over the last, uh, since that day, I've been kind of just like exploring what would it be like to practicing, kind of go a little jerking further. off. Courtney and I only think about ourselves when we jerk off, which which is inherently kind of lesbian, right? Yeah. About ourselves or about each other? No, no, no. no, no. no. About ourselves. Just ourselves. I think about me, <laughs> Courtney. She and thinks I think about me, Sophia. That's. <laughs> and we didn't realize we we're both so selfish and self-obsessed until we discussed this. And then we were like, oh. So wait. How I mostly think about myself, too. I wonder yes, if that's a female that, thing. I think no, it's a, that's a type. That's like a type of person. When I, I have a joke about this. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I have a joke about this. And when I ask in, in clubs for people to clap, uh, if they think of themselves only when they jerk off, it's always a very small but very passionate percentage. Okay. So what are you thinking then? Are you thinking of like... Of my body and people doing stuff to it. Yeah. And not people, just like body parts. Mm. I've right. never thought of like an actual real other Right, like Whoa. no celebrities or, or like faces, or even like yeah. a made-up. I just dream don't person. care. It's all no. like dicks, yeah. titties, pussies, and boobs, and but you stomachs. But, but like, oh, I am the center of the universe. Yeah, it sounds exactly. like a great music video. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you know? It is. Welcome yeah. to our mind every time we fucking jerk off. It's pretty great. <gasps> okay, but I feel like that's if there's like a sociopathy <laughs> slash yeah, right. narcissism part of the Kinsey scale, you know, if the Kinsey scale wasn't a scale, right. but like a graph, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like with a third mm-hmm. dimension. That's so funny. I feel like there, that's gotta be something different that Bridie's uh, Courtney I'm, and me are both. Yeah. Are I'm trying on. to come up with it. I'm trying to figure out with where all those dots connect, but, um, yeah. So the MMF threesome is something I've, I've, I definitely think about, but open haven't to. done open, open to, and, and like, it's like, you know, it's on my like sexual bucket list, I would say. Nice. It's For on sure. that. I, the reason I asked, I swear to God, I read it. Somewhere. I think it was in a, in a Vice article. It we was did, in the we, Vice article. Yeah. The guy made it sound like you did it all the time. We talk about we talked about it a lot, but I think it was it was it was more so about the like, it's I want to I want to fucking try it. Anybody out there? But again, it has to be. I love that you were during a press opportunity. You were putting <laughs> yeah, out feelers. Yeah. You're like, if you wanna, if you wanna email. You're like, I'm just out here to draft players. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> there's, there's been, there's like two. There, there have been. I think there's two guys that I've, I've been able to wrap my head around 
and, mm. and like have been very into the idea of and one one and I know he knows Chris this. Pine that's yeah. why you guys are here yeah, like Liam yeah. Helmsworth yeah. I have uh, talked yeah. to you Stone about Cold this Steve times. Austin um, uh, no they both actually they, they both live in Halifax and uh, one of them for sure knows it because well I've told him but he just got he just got <laughs> married uh, to to another lovely gentleman so I think that's off the table well, you don't know what they're married. Oh no, like. I oh, think gay, no, I a lot of gay oh, men. Then yeah. You know, yeah, know. maybe marriage, you're gonna yeah. have an MMM. Nope, they're very, they're very monogamous. They're very, they're, they're, they're just, they're too, they're too cute. Anyway. Oh my god. Wait, can I ask a personal rude question? Yeah. Do y'all still fuck? Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, we're gonna leave it there. And <clears throat> how much do you hate me for that? Uh, if you want the answer to that question, do y'all still fuck? You'll have to tune in next week where we continue and and draw to a close with our conversation with Courtney and Sophia, the co-hosts of Private Parts Unknown. Again, please go check out their podcast. They're fucking hilarious. Um, uh, you can listen to their stuff over at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And... Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we'll be back next week with the second part of that conversation and, and hopefully, like I said, a little foreplay between Brady and I beforehand. Okay, love each and every one of you and we'll see you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.